We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my fabulous friend, my spiritual sibling, my fantastic and amazing light worker. I'm so happy to be connecting with you here today on Empower Radio. And I want to share with you, um, one of my favorite relationships has been one with books, with reading. I feel like I can be transported to different places in the world and the universe and the galaxies. And I've always loved a really good self-help book or a spiritual book. I guess that's why I do this show. So today I want to talk to you about a book that I read recently and it's been out for a while. But as so many things, when the student's ready, the teacher appears, when the right book is, um, when we're ready for the book, the right book appears. And I read, I read a book recently that I just adored and enjoyed so much that I want to speak of it. And perhaps you'll be inspired to pick it up yourself. Or if not, maybe this conversation will just uh, support and inspire you in opening your heart a little bit wider to your own magnificence. So it's a book called Dying to Be Me by Anita Morjani. And the subtitle is My Cancer, My Journey from Cancer to Near Death to True Healing. She says, I had the choice to come back or not. I chose to return when I realized that heaven is a state, not a place. I talk a lot about finding heaven on earth and residing in that place of uh, the Garden of Eden within. So our lives can reflect this back to us. But so often we get caught up in trying to create our lives and um, force our lives to look a certain way. Perhaps we are ambitious and um, working from the outside in that we get very disconnected from our own heart and soul. And sometimes it takes something like, I like the saying, God throws pebble stones, bricks, and then you get a brick wall. Sometimes it takes a brick wall to kind of knock us down and crack us open to realizing we were off track. We need to do things radically different. And so for Anita, she ended up with cancer, stage four cancer. And her body began shutting down. And the doctor said that she was on her deathbed and there was no way she was coming back. And as her organs failed, she, she says she entered into a world, an extraordinary dear, near-death experience, where she had the awareness and realization of her inherent self-worth, why she actually got the disease. So she was given the option and opportunity to come back or not. And she decided to come back and share some of her learnings. So when she regained consciousness, her condition improved so rapidly that she was released from the hospital without a trace of cancer in her body. And the doctors were baffled and flummoxed and, and she's essentially a walking miracle. So in her book, she recounts the story of her childhood in Hong Kong, where she um, established a career and then uh, found true love. And she she's essentially, well, she's a, from a Hindu family residing in um, China. And she was also Christian. So she was a bit confused about her own um, spiritual beliefs. But in her book, she shares about that, but then she also shares about what she's learned about illness and disease, healing and fear, and then being love, the awareness of being love at the deepest part of herself. 
And something Anita will say is that true joy and happiness can only be found by loving yourself. I love this so much. By going inward, following your heart, and doing what brings you joy. What we can't do is give our power away. We can't give our power away to other people, to external sources, to the illusion of the world. We also can't give our power away to the the voice of negativity in our own heads. So we can choose to wake up and die before we die. And some people um, have said by reading this book, they've experienced a new lease on life, a new awareness of who we are at the deepest level, and that they've been inspired to love themselves more authentically, conditionally, deeply, honestly, and joyfully. So I've read a lot of different books um, and had a lot of different conversations on this show and beyond about people that have had near-death experiences. I've interviewed Dr. Dr. Eben Alexander, who wrote Proof of Heaven. Um, I interviewed Erica McKenzie. Um, There's also Betty Eady or Dan and Brinkley, Embraced by the Light. So people that have had near-death experiences talk about a profound sense of expansion, clarity, unconditional love, and this feeling of oneness, a feeling of absolutely no judgment. Um, Often they speak of seeing or meeting departed loved ones or beings that they've not met that haven't been human, um, essentially like guides and teachers. And that they have a sense of universal understanding, a feeling of profound acceptance, unity, and awareness that each and every one of us is universally, deeply adored and cherished. And for the ones that do decide to come back, and it has been interesting as I've talked to people and read their books, um, they are given a choice. Do you want to stay or do you want to come back? Um, With Erica, she wasn't given a choice. They're like, you're going back. And she's like, but I don't want to go back. It feels so good here. Nope. You're going back. Your, your mission on planet earth isn't done yet. But often if they are given a choice and they come back, they, they speak of similar, um, lessons and experiences. And I think it's such a gift to those of us on this side of the veil that don't remember the truth about who we are and why we're here. Um, we are pure love magic is um, accessible and available to us if we remember the truth of who we are. So to choose, intend, and allow ourselves to be an instrument of love is the best and most important thing any of us can do for ourselves, for those we care about, and for the planet. So something Anita talks about that I love uh, so much is about living from the inside out. You know, I've written a couple books and the subtitles are from the inside out. What this means is to trust your own heart, your own gut, your own inner guidance. To Again, not give your power away to external sources, to turn inward and give yourself more credit. Don't wait for others to reflect your beauty back to you or your power back to you. It's uh, the willingness to take responsibility to turn inward and claim that form within ourselves. And sometimes we have to fake it until we make it. And for me, a big part of it has been to continually invite God to be part of my journey, to expand my sense of spirit within myself, 
to um, allow and invite and be diligent with making that relationship a priority. My sense is, you know, I used to think I had to sacrifice myself for others. But now what I realize is if, if we are personally happy, God is happy. If we are prosperous, God is joyful. I used to think it um, somehow, I don't know, I guess I was a martyr. It's like if I sacrifice myself and I um, am in service to others, that somehow is noble. And maybe on some level it is, but I don't think it's effective. And I think essentially God wants to be happy and joyful. And how does he do that? He does it within us. He does it for and through us. So as we claim ourselves as worthy, valuable, cherished, and adorable beings, God can start to have a better time with us and through us in our lives. So if you're not happy, if you're stressed or you're anxious, um, that doesn't bring God joy. You know, I, I think he has great compassion when we suffer, when his children suffer here. So what I found that helps me is to sit quietly. If I'm suffering or if I'm hurting, what I know I need to do is turn inward and reconnect. My teachers would say all of our pain, all of our pain comes from our perceived disconnection from God. So as we turn inward and we sit quietly with ourselves, with the intention to get to a centered place, an aligned place, relaxing to that place and space of peace and grace and ease and love within, we start to feel a bit more calm and collected. And you may find if you start to work with or practice this, that some of the external things that you thought were responsible for your stress, or your anxiety, start to melt away. The obstacles start to fall away naturally. So Anita talks about being centered, which of course I love because, um, you know, my show is journey to center. And the reason for that was for the very reason that she speaks of, it's about relaxing, aligning, connecting to that place and space of love or spirit or your soul self within. So what she says being centered means is being at the very, um, core and crux of her own cosmic web, being aware of her position being in the center is really the only place any of us ever are, but it may not always feel like it. It's important to feel like we're at the central um, place within ourselves, the core of ourselves. We are not on the outside looking in, though it may feel like it. You know, we're not at, on the outside of the fishbowl. We are at the very center of the fishbowl. And we aren't disconnected from our center, but we can have the temporary illusion of losing sight of it. And when we do, we don't feel that sense of peace or joy or comfort or clarity. And it's easy to get caught up in the illusion of separation. And we can't see, we can't see that this is duality, that happiness and sadness happen hand in hand, like dark and light and yin and yang. Our sense of disconnection, our sense of being separate is simply part of this illusion of duality. And it can make it difficult to see that we are one. It can make it difficult to feel that we are adored and loved. But as we get centered, it means remembering, at least intellectually, that we are love. And it's um, taking responsibility to settle in to this place of peace 
and grace and ease. Um, when we're in pain, it's very compelling to try to run away from that. We want to get away from pain, right? So when you're hurting, it's very natural to try to distract oneself with any number of things that this planet has to offer, be it, uh, you know, alcohol or shopping or food or working out or anything. There's a lot of things we can look to in this uh, world of illusion to assuage our hurt or heartbreak or anxiety or pain, but it doesn't work for very long. Though many people try and try and try. And, and oftentimes those um, bad habits and addictions or distractions can take us out. Um, but eventually we're going to get to the place that, um, you know, through, incarn through reincarnation or future lives that we're going to have to take responsibility for finally turning inward and remembering the truth of who we are as a soul, as a spiritual being and as love. So what I would suggest and what I know Anita says is just take that time to relax into your center, to claim your center. She says you can get in touch with the whole universe by turning inward and that we all have the capacity to heal ourselves as well as facilitate the healing of others. When we get in touch with that infinite place inside of ourselves, there is no separation except for in our own minds. Each and every one of us is a unique and important and indispensable facet of the divine. Each one of us is an integral part of the greater unfolding that is continually working towards healing, wholeness, and coming home. Anita says our only obligation is to always be our true selves and allow. And as we allow, as we surrender, everything that is ours by divine right comes into our lives effortlessly and sometimes in the most magical and ex unexpected ways. And this has been my experience. When I let go of the life I thought that I wanted and was trying to make happen, when I finally just said, you know what, I'm letting go of the oars and I'm simply going to allow the river of life to take me wherever the river is going. That's when grace started to occur. That's when opportunities started to present themselves and experiences started to happen that were just beyond um, anything I could have created on my own. <clears throat> so Anita will also say, just allow yourself, set the intention to allow yourself to see yourself as magnificent, as pure love, as light. And she says the most important thing we can do is to be as much you and yourself as possible. Let joy and love be your guide. And to choose and intend and allow yourself to be an instrument of love in your life and on this planet. I think that's such a beautiful message and certainly one that I've claimed for myself. So by reading this book, I have felt definitely an expanded sense of self. And it reminded me of a lot of the things I already know. I love the word remind. It's about giving our minds back to ourselves. And um, it was it was very interesting to see that she, she teaches and believes a lot of the same things that I do. <clears throat> Maybe says it slightly different from a little bit of a different angle. And that's my intention with what I do here. I'm not telling you probably anything you don't know but it's reminding you and uh, maybe going a little bit deeper 
in that awareness, expanding our hearts a little bit more. <clears throat> so as we surrender, as we go deeper into our alignment, and, and as we are willing to let go of our attachments to what we think we want, to soften those attachments and allow them become preferences, instead of holding and gripping tightly to that handful of sand, opening your hand and say, God, this is my preference. I'd like life to look this way or feel this way. I'd like to manifest this or that, but I'm going to surrender and allow you to give me what it is that you have for me. Really relaxing into that space and awareness of having a value. You are worthy. You are magnificent. You are the child in whom God is well pleased. Opening your mind to that possibility that you are born of love, from love. Uh, it's why you exist, that you deserve love and allow love to guide you on the path that is for your highest good and the highest good of all concerned. The universe is comprised of unconditional love and you are an expression of this love. Once you know this, life becomes more effortless. It becomes more magical. And when you know your love, you don't even need to work at being loving towards others. Instead of trying to be kind or nice or loving, you're just being true to yourself. It's the most natural thing in the world once you get it. As you become an instrument of loving energy, this in turn touches everyone you come into contact with. You become a ripple of healing in the world. And when you begin to know that you're love, it also means being aware of the importance of nurturing yourself, nurturing your own soul. It's taking care of your needs. It's not being last on the love list anymore. As you become truly kind to yourself and treat yourself with respect, you will find your life beginning to shift. Our life is a reflection of our connection or disconnection to God. And as we turn inward and start to be more compassionate, more um, kind, more loving with ourselves, our lives can show up in a more gentle and graceful, sweet and easy and supportive way. This has been my experience and how I've um, started to manifest my own um, reality of heaven on earth. And it is um, more magnificent than I could have ever imagined. And I want that for you as well. I think each and every one of us deserves a sweet, graceful, peaceful, easy life. But there are no shortcuts. We heal in layers. And as we continue to show up with the intention of knowing our true selves, as we are diligent and consistent and sincere in our desire to know ourselves and align with our soul and to know God, to know ourselves as love, everything we want or need shows up in divine time. The right teacher, when the student's ready, the teacher appears. That right book will show up, the right podcast, the right um, retreat. And then it becomes a matter of just checking in with your heart and your gut and asking, does this resonate? And it can be scary to stretch out of our comfort zone. It can take a lot of courage to go higher in our consciousness and our awareness and in our loving. Um, but as we trust ourselves and we take each next step in faith and courage, it becomes easier. It becomes easier and it becomes more natural. And eventually 
um, a life of love and magic and majesty is the most natural thing in the world. Um, I look back with so much compassion at the one, the younger one that was so motivated by fear. It was so bogged down in her own sense of unworthiness. Um, it makes, it makes my heart hurt a little bit, but I know that she's going to be okay. And I know that for you as well. <clears throat> and as you relax into your own awareness of your own magnificence, you start to come home to yourself. You start to come home and there's nothing more satisfying or fulfilling than that. There's such a relief when we realize we don't have to control anything or anyone. All we have to do is come home to ourselves. All we have to do is relax into our heart, make that relationship with the divine a greater priority, and allow life to inform us. Anita says we don't have to have a near-death experience to um, have the awareness and feeling sense of nirvana. Our true magnificence exists right now. Anything that can be found in heaven can be found here on earth. And as we turn inward and we spend more time in our center, in our heart, aligning with our soul, that place and space and feeling sense of heaven on earth can start to happen. We can start to feel that um, warmth and that support. We start to invite grace. We start to experience ease and clarity and everything shows up right on time. And I found as I have relinquished my need to do and control and instead say, God, you decide thy will be done. I know you love me and I can relax and trust this love. That is what faith is. To be able to relax when you're stressed. To know even though you're afraid or you have to make a decision that God knows what's best for you and to relax and say, God, you inform me, you guide me. Thy will be done. I think that's one of the most important and most powerful prayers we can utter. I was having a, a situation where I was um, really confused about which choice to make, which choice to make. And I just said, God, I don't know. We can do T charts and write pros and cons. But bottom line is, I don't know what my highest good here is. I relax and instead say, God, you decide thy will be done. And one of my choices diminished and went away. And the other choice came front and center. And it was very clear which way to go. And I thanked God for this um, clarity. And he said, well, thank you for asking me my opinion. Not everybody does that. But we all have that ability and opportunity to relax into our heart and, and cultivate that relationship with the divine. And... Sometimes it takes a near-death experience to open ourselves up to that. And sometimes it can just be the natural consequence of life. Each of us have our own unique destinies and paths that we're here to walk and experience. And just trust that yours is right for you. But if you would like to expand in your awareness of your magnificence and you being the exquisite soul that you are at the deepest level, pick up the book, Dying to Be Me. I got it on Amazon, got it you know, two days later. And uh, I bought it for many of my friends. It was a Christmas gift for a lot of my family and friends. And I've talked about it on my Facebook live and I'm 
loving hearing what people are saying and thinking and feeling about this because my favorite thing to do is have conscious conversation to um, expand our minds and hearts and relax more into the truth and essence of who we are as love. I say all the time, we're like spiritual rock climbers. And my intention is to go as high as I can on this uh, journey as we ascend up the uh, mountain of, of love. And if you pick up the book, I would love to hear your thoughts and feelings and experience of it. I love it. A good, a, a good pullout quote. If there's something that really resonates deeply for you, that aha or that epiphany, I think those things can shift us in a moment. And I'm very interested in hearing your thoughts, your feelings, your experiences of this book, of this show, of anything you want to share with me. Um, relationships are the most important thing in the world. And I value my relationship with you, whether we're in touch all the time, or maybe we've never spoken, I do invite you to um, email me at TammyBPhD at gmail.com. Let me know how you're doing. Do you have questions? you have thoughts? you have comments? Do you have a pullout quote from the book Dying to Be Me? Um, how can I support you? And find me on Facebook or Instagram, Journey to Center or Tammy Balashevsky. And let's continue our adventure as soul siblings and as friends, as fellow light workers and spiritual rock climbers. And just know that I'm so grateful for you and that I'm holding you in my heart and sending you blessings and prayers of grace of ease, of joy, of gratitude, and great love. So God bless you. Take good, gentle care of yourself. Onward and upward. 